Welcome to Talking with the Animals, an exploration of animal communication. Join animal communicator, craniosacral therapist, and NES practitioner Caroline Pope as she discusses how to understand other species as they truly are, not just from the human perspective. That's right, Mecco. Discover how communicating with our four-legged friends can open up a whole new world for both of you. And now, your host and Australia's most recognized and well-known animal communicator, Caroline Pope. Hello, and welcome to Talking with the Animals, a podcast on all things animal communication. I'm your host, Caroline Pope. Thank you for joining me. Today, I want to cover why we communicate with animals, when people choose to communicate, and a few general ideas and so forth. One of the first things um, that I well, people will ring me up for is so-called behavioral problems. Now, this can range from dog attacks, biting humans, to simple stuff like jumping on the couch, pulling on the lead, all these sorts of things. Now, seeing something from the animal's perspective can really shock some people. They don't, often don't realise, particularly with something like a dog attack, that essentially without realising it, they've set the dog up to fail. And of course, when this happens, the consequences for the dog can be quite grave. So communication can be very, very helpful in these circumstances, but obviously training comes into this as well and please if your dog ever does attack a human or another dog the first thing you need to do is take the dog to the vet to get checked often animals will attack when they're in pain they may well have had pain for ages another dog or human just happens to knock a sore spot a dog will be a dog it will bite not the dog's fault under those circumstances. Cats that spray, another common um, thing I'll get called for. Cats naturally mark for territory. Every communicator works differently, but for myself, I won't see a cat that's spraying until they've, the owner has taken them to the vet to check for a urinary tract infection. Over 40 to 50% of spraying cats have either a UTI or kidney problem. So we always need to rule out the physical before we can label it as a behavioral issue. Uh, on a side note to that, I cat litter that isn't clean to the cat standard is uh, also a very common reason cats will spray. As one cat uh, said to me, and it's just a quote I always remember, if you go to a public toilet and it hasn't been flushed, you'll use another. Really, really good perspective for a human to think of it as. Every single time putty tack goes to the toilet, clean the litter. Just scoop out the wet or the poo, ultimately top it up. Your cat will be much, much happier. Sometimes people will call me and say the dog or the cat or the horse just isn't right. They've been to the vet, vet can't find anything, but the owners know that there's something wrong. 
99% of the time the owners are right. It may not have manifested fully, but often working with vets with this sort of thing, you can get into stuff earlier than perhaps otherwise and just really help the animal. It may well be that they're reacting to a, um, a preservative in the food. It may well be that you need to change the type of medication they're on, even use a different flea control. All these things affect our pets and knowing which ones they're more comfortable with and which ones work better than others for them is really, really helpful. It's like people. There can be 10 different types of blood pressure medication. Some will suit you, some won't. Some medications will suit animals better than others. And this is particularly true when managing pain. Um, often dogs in pain or people that have had a dog diagnosed with cancer will want to know the animal's thoughts and also what their options are. Uh, and also, of course, we get to the end of life things, whether the animal wants to stay, wants to go, if so, how they want to go, all that sort of stuff can be quite a loaded question. But I often find that these types of communications can bring great peace and healing for both the animal and the human. People going on holidays will be another uh, one, particularly if they're leaving the animal in a kennel or with a friend for the first time or they're going overseas. Remember those in pre-COVID days? We used to go overseas for a holiday. Yeah, we all vaguely remember that. Uh, those sorts of things, they might be away a little longer than they normally would, three to four weeks rather than the traditional week or two of holidays, they want to make sure that the animal knows they're coming back. If you're the one going on holiday, be aware the mental pictures you send your animals will make a big difference to how they cope. So instead of worrying about them, spend a couple of minutes a day mentally telling them when you'll be back. If it's a month, use a moon. Animals don't do dates like we do, but they know day, they know night, they do know moon cycles. That's the easiest way for them to understand. Imagine them being happy with the carer at home or in the kennel and you then coming back to collect them and them being happy to see you, you being happy to see them and that you'll know that they're fine. An animal will pick up on that and it will make a huge, huge difference as to how they cope moving house this can be a very traumatic time for humans and animals alike it's uh, one of the most stressful things you can do and having a communication with an animal beforehand and getting a few tips on when to move what to do with the animal's bedding setting up new rules and re uh, regulations from day one if you're starting a new training regime all these sorts of things uh, we can cover with both the human and the animal. The animal may have very specific ideas on what it does or doesn't want to do. If people are thinking of moving house, animals being very clear on what they want in a new home. Um, a cat, for example, may want a tree it can climb. You can't always get this, but it's handy to keep it in the back of your mind when you're house hunting, be it renting or buying. Um, what type of things the dog may need. If the dog is large and it's getting older, uh, 
avoiding a whole bunch of steps owners may not be aware that the dog is starting to be sore but the dog may be and in that case avoiding steps or building a ramp these sorts of things early in the piece just make life a lot more comfortable for everybody and of course the other big one we get asked is introducing a new member of the pack now this may be another dog or another cat or it may be a human it might be that you're bringing a baby into the household it might be that someone's marriage is broken up and someone's moving back in they may also have animals having a communication with the animals beforehand is always really helpful and also too when you can because i'm fully aware theory and reality life isn't always perfect but if you can put whatever training you need in beforehand for example if the room that your the dog has always considers its own is going to be the baby's room moving the dog out a couple of months in advance and setting up whatever sleeping area the dog will be in rather than the day before the baby comes home if you don't want the dog jumping or being in the kitchen around the new baby don't wait till the week before it doesn't come in the kitchen or it doesn't jump from day one always 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 be consistent and if you have a new pack member coming in obviously don't allow your animal to terrorize it but equally don't allow it to terrorize yours if you're having new children if say go back to the example of the broken down marriage and you've got family moving in it's your animal's household you run the rules it's up to you to make very clear the rules around your animal what is acceptable what is not when the animal is allowed to be patted when it's not the dog or the cat needs an area that they can call their own that the humans don't go to and if there's young children in the house it's up to you to protect your dog and make those rules very very clear doing this makes what can be a very difficult integration because life isn't always like the Brady Bunch a lot easier on everybody and often seeing things from the animal's point of view will change the way you see it because you may not have thought of it in the way the dog does because you're not a dog you're not going to roll in horse poo dog's not going to listen to a podcast we are two different species the same with cats how we perceive the world versus how the cat perceives the world can be very different even introducing a new horse to a um, barn or stable call it what you will or even if you're retiring your older horse and getting a new one often a communication can make the world of difference so that the horse understands it's not that they're second best anymore it's that you're introducing another communication can be a very very valuable tool for everyone
Thank you again for joining me on Talking With The Animals. Don't forget to subscribe and like the podcast. If you have any questions or topics you'd like me to cover, please drop me a line. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. And remember, until next time, learn to talk with the animals. Thank you for listening to Talking With The Animals. To learn more about Caroline and the services she provides, visit caroline-pope.com. You can also find her on Facebook at Caroline Pope Animal Communicator CST and NES Therapy. Are you ready to change the way you see your world and the animals in it? Well, we know his answer. Don't forget to subscribe and see you next time. Thank you.